0: enjoy the message. I just want to remind you again as I stand before you today that, uh, you know, I've been mentioning some things to you over the last few weeks, and and I need to really move along because I I do have a lot to cover here. But I want you to know that as your pastor, I love you all, and I am. I'm totally committed to And focused on making sure with with everything the Lord gives me to to preach the word, to minister, to make sure that we're all ready for the return of Jesus Christ. And and I know I keep, I'm, I'm redundant with that, but I really sense that and believe it. You know, there's some things even happened this morning, some earthquakes right around us that are going on. And I'm not trying to put fear in anybody. I'm just telling you that we need to wake up. We need to wake up. We need to wake up. We need to be ready. We need to be ready. And that's what what I sensed from the Holy Spirit weeks ago, that the Holy Spirit just impressed upon my heart the word urgent, the word urgent. And and you're probably going to get tired of hearing it, but I'm going to obey the Lord. I'm going to obey the Lord. And that word urgent, I remind you of the definition. You know, it's giving attention to a critical event. It's giving attention to a critical situation. It's about responding to a critical event, responding to a critical situation. That's what urgent means, friend. And I remind you again, just just look around. It don't even take a Bible scholar to figure this stuff out. Just look around and you can tell that we're living in urgent times. Urgent times that demand us to respond in an urgent way. And that's why I'm taking God's word and challenging you uh, to make sure that you're ready to respond you know how to respond you know why to respond to all the events that we see happening in, around us in our world today and they're unfolding so fast things are happening every day you can barely even keep up with it but my question for you this morning that are here and for those that are watching online are, are you living your life with urgency now, I don't mean you're trying to rush your life away. The, the, what I'm saying is, are you living a spiritual life, a spiritual urgency in your life? Is there a spiritual urgency that that's driving you to, to seek God and to, to find yourself in the presence of God? Is there a spiritual urgency that you know that you know that you know that you're ready if Jesus was to come back? And that spiritual urgency is pushing you to have a passion for the word of God. And you're reading the word of God. And not only are you reading the word of God, but you're allowing God to transform you. And you're applying it to your life so you can be the vessel God wants to use in these last days. So God help us to have a spiritual urgency about our life. And today I continue talking to you out of Matthew 25. I never in a million years would have thought, man, sermon after sermon, message after message that you can see right here in uh, Matthew chapter 25. And the whole uh, umbrella really of Matthew 25 is Jesus speaking to his followers about his return. That's the whole thing, that whole chapter is Jesus speaking to his followers that he's coming back one day. And we see that in this gospel. And just to do a a quick review, we've learned some powerful truths from Matthew 25. We've learned some powerful truths. We learned uh, just a few weeks ago about the uh, parable of the ten virgins. And the main focus was, are you ready? Are you ready? Come on, man, listen, woman, are you ready? Young man, young woman, are you ready? I know you're coming to church, but I didn't ask you, are you coming to church or watching online? I'm asking you, are you ready if Jesus comes back? And that parable is about being ready. Do you have oil in your lamp? And then we learned last week about the parable of the talents. And the main focus there is opportunity that that God has entrusted. Listen, I remind you again that God has entrusted every one of us that are here today. No matter if you're online or here, God has entrusted with you opportunities. It might be one, it might be two, it might be five. But God has given all of us an opportunity and we better not waste it. And we're living in a day where there's all kinds of opportunities around us for us to witness and for us to proclaim the gospel and for us to share the love of Jesus Christ. So God help us to make sure that we never waste an opportunity. We never waste our life on the things that really don't matter. What are are you living for right now? Are you living for Jesus or are you living for yourself? And today... We see a continuation of the conversation that Jesus is having in Matthew 25, his conversation that he's having with his followers. And I remind you, this conversation is with his followers, not with unbelievers, but his followers. And he speaks to them as we wrap things up in Matthew 25 with the parable of the sheep and the goats. The sheep and the goats. And the main focus of this parable is the word mercy. The main focus in this parable is mercy. That's why I titled the message today, Urgent, Mercy, Give It Away, Mercy, Give It Away, Mercy, Give It Away. Every time I say that, I think of the red hot chili peppers. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of you I'm telling on myself a little bit. Jesus, Jesus is teaching us in this parable, listen very carefully, he's teaching us that if we love him and we follow him, then we will be mercy walkers. Listen, if you, if you really love Jesus and if you're truly and sincerely following him, that you're going to be walking through life and you're going to be giving mercy away, giving mercy away, giving mercy away to all people. So what is mercy? Mercy. What is mercy? My Bible definition here for mercy, it says, mercy is an act of compassion towards someone who is suffering or towards someone who is struggling. Let me say that again before I read my text today. Mercy is an act of compassion toward someone who is struggling or someone who is suffering. So mercy is the main focus. Now let me read to you this parable, and then we're going to take off in the name of Jesus. Help us. Mercy is the focus. Just remember that. Jesus said to them here in this passage, starting in verse 31, Matthew 25, When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate people from one one from another as a shepherd separates sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on His right and the goats on His left. Then the King will say to those on His right, Come, you... When do we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and and clothe you? When do we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And then the king, King Jesus, will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it for me. And then he will say to those on his left, the goats, Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. And they will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? And he will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment but the righteous to eternal life. Father, again, thank you for your word. I pray, God, you'll help me, Lord, right now. God, please, Lord, help me speak with love, God, your love. I pray, God, for just a fresh baptism of your love in my life and the love of everyone gathered here today, everyone watching online. We pray that you'll speak to hearts, and this will be a fruitful time together. God, thank you. Your word is everlasting. Your word is true, and your word will never return void. And I thank you for the word of God today. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to notice four observations out of this parable I shared with you today that we can apply to our life. The very first observation I want you to notice is the setting. The setting. Say the setting. setting. In verse 31, it says, When the Son of Man comes in His glory... And all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. Can you just imagine that for a minute? That King Jesus is going to be coming and he's coming in his glory. And angels, all his angels are coming with him. And he's going to sit on his throne in heavenly glory. That's going to be the setting one day. And Jesus is telling us here in Matthew 25, not only in this parable, but if we back up from two weeks ago all the way to today, Jesus is reminding us over and over and over. He is, he is being redundant with his message, and he keeps telling them, you better wake up because one day I'm going to come back. And he reminds them of that over and over And Jesus is warning the church to wake up because he's coming back. And we read it. He's coming back in power. And he's coming back in glory. In this parable, it teaches us that Jesus is going to come back. And not only is Jesus coming back in power and in glory, but Jesus is coming back to judge. This setting here in this parable between the sheep and the goats, it is a setting of judgment. It's a setting of judgment. King Jesus the one that we've been worshiping this morning, the Lord that we love, this the Son of Man, the Son of God. He's going to come back one day in power and in glory and He's coming back to judge. And He's going to judge. The Bible says here that He's going to judge all the nations and if you can break that down, He says He will separate those and He's going to be judging all people he's going to be judging all people. Jesus said in John 5:27, he said, "Listen, the Father has given me authority to execute judgment because I am the Son of Man." Listen, Jesus is the judge who will someday judge all people. Now today we see so much controversy about judges, especially our Supreme Court judges. Amen. We see many of them there's controversy controversy because some of the judges on the Supreme Court, they they fail to uh, uphold the law of the land and they try to really legislate now instead of just carrying out the law and ruling on the law. But let me remind you all this morning. There's coming a day, friend, that when Jesus sits down to judge, there's going to be no controversy at all because Jesus, King Jesus, the judge, he's going to rule because he's perfect and he's the righteous judge. The Bible says here in this passage that he's the king of glory who's going to sit down in his glory on that throne. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And he's coming back in holiness. He's coming back in power. He's coming back in majesty. He's coming back in glory again. He's coming back to judge all people. And the Bible says in Philippians that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord It's going to happen, friend. I'm not making this up. This is going to happen. Please hear me. Do we really believe that this is going to happen, that there's going to be a setting one day and all people are going to be judged? The setting of judgment. When we think about that setting of judgment, it should move our hearts to have a a fear for God. When we think about that setting that one day that we're going to stand before Jesus and be judged, it should, be, it should move us to have a, a, a reverence. It should move us to have an awe for God. Do you truly have a healthy fear for God? The Bible says what a dreadful thing it is for those that fall in the hands of a living God. What a dreadful thing it will be for those that are not ready when they fall into the hands of the judge on this day here, this setting. God, wake us up. the setting because jesus is going to be there to judge i want you to notice too the separated the separated The Bible says in verse 32, uh, 32, all the nations will be gathered before him and he, Jesus, will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. I'm telling you that Jesus is speaking in Matthew 25 and he's saying to these people here and he's saying to every one of us gathered here today that we need to wake up, that there's a day that he is coming back and when he comes back, all the people living on the earth are gonna be gathered and they're gonna stand before Jesus to be judged all people all people are going to be gathered and then they're going to be separated they're going to be separated by Jesus Jesus is the one who separates we read it here King Jesus is the one who's going to separate he's going to put the sheep on his right and the goats to his left so who are the sheep that the sheep are the ones that have have repented of their sins That the sheep are those that have truly accepted Jesus Christ by faith as their Lord and Savior. That the sheep are those who have been born again spiritually. That the sheep are those that are followers of Jesus Christ. The sheep are those that are truly genuine and sincere in their walk with God. The sheep are the saved. Who are the goats? The goats are the unrepentant. The goats are the unsaved. The goats are those who have, who have rejected Jesus as Lord and Savior. The goats are those who are willfully rebelling and rejecting the gift of salvation that comes through faith in Jesus Christ alone. The, the goats are those that sit in church Sunday after Sunday and, and play church and never give their life to Jesus. The goats are those that, that are, are faking their way through. The goats are those that don't truly have a walk with God. There's going to be two groups There's going to be the sheep and there's going to be the goats. Which one will you be in? Which one will you be in? I want you to notice today in this passage that before the separation... Before the separation that they're all together, all these people are together. They're, they're, they're together in the same world. They're together in the same nations. They're together in the same city. They're together in the same workplace. They're together in the same church like we are today. They're together in the same homes like many of you are when you leave here. But there's coming a day when that some that are gathered, there's going to be a separation. and Some are going to be sheep. And some are going to be goats. And Jesus... Jesus will be the one to separate the people because Jesus, he knows who the sheep are and he knows who the goats are. We we try to figure it out, but you remember the, the parable with the, the wheat and the tares and they're they're growing together and those guys that are doing the labor, their, their boss men said, just leave them alone and let them grow together. They had a hard time determining which was which, but I can tell you today, friend, Jesus knows, he knows who the sheep are, he knows who the goats are. He says in John 10, 14, he says, I am the good shepherd. Listen to this. He says, I'm the good shepherd and I know my sheep and my sheep know me. I want to tell you this morning, Jesus knows if you're his sheep, he knows there's going to be a separation one day and it's not going to be a temporary separation. It's going to be an eternal separation. Separation. It's going to be a forever separation. And the question that that the Lord has for you that are here today and those of you watching online, when you're separated and put into that group, will you you be a sheep or are you going to be a goat? Will you be the one that's saved or are you going to be one that's unsaved? Are you going to be one that's a believer or are you going to be one that's an unbeliever? Are you going to be that follower of Christ or are you going to be that faker? Which one will you be when Jesus comes back? And things begin to separate. He separates the people. Notice that there's going to be a separation, friend. Please take that to heart today. And thirdly, I will tell you, I want you to observe the the sign. The sign. Say the sign. This is really where I want to... This is really the heart of my message today. I want to park here for a few minutes. And, and the reason why this is the heart of the message is because Jesus said that this sign, this sign that we see in this passage is really the proof that reveals that whether you're a sheep or whether you're a goat. This is the sign that's going to reveal, are you a sheep or are you a goat? And that sign is mercy, mercy. Say mercy, mercy. Is it act, The sign is acts of mercy. He says, for I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And we went on to read that Jesus told him, when you did that for the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. You did it to me. You did it for me. And I just want to stop right here and remind you of something I said last week. I want to be clear on this because I don't want anybody to leave out of here thinking that you can be saved by good works. You cannot be saved by good works. You cannot be saved. We're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. Good deeds won't save you. Man, I talked to an individual this past week and Heard about this man who, 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 he went out of here, he died. And, and my question, man, I, I, hope, I hope he knew Jesus. I, I hope he knew Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And what I heard back was, well, he was involved in church. Friend, just being involved in church don't save you. It's about a relationship with Jesus Christ. And it's not through works that anybody can merit favor with God. It's only through Jesus Christ. i read this verse to you again in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. Please, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God, not by works that no one can boast. But listen to this. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared for us in advance to do. You're saved only through faith in Christ. But you know what? Your faith comes with good works that follow and that's what Jesus is saying here the sign the sign the sign if you're truly a sheep and you're following Christ the sign in your life should be mercy mercy that's being given away compassion toward people who are suffering and struggling and Jesus is saying in this parable that it's urgent listen it's urgent in these last days that the church that the church would take mercy and give it away, give it away, give it away, give it away, give it away. Give, it away. give mercy away. Jesus is saying, you know, he rebuked the Pharisees in Matthew chapter nine because the Pharisees, the Pharisees were coming uh, with, with, with their, uh, you know, religious, the religion and all that. They were coming in, and, and Jesus rebuked them. He said, "Don't you get it, guys?" He says, "I desire mercy, not sacrifice." I desire mercy. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. It's urgent, friend. Listen to me. It's urgent that mercy flow from our lives. And as we prepare for Jesus Christ to come back, I'm telling you, it's urgent that mercy flow from us. Do you have a burden? Let me, I'm just asking you some questions today. Do you truly have a burden to let mercy flow out of you into the lives of the the family of God around you? Come on, friend. Is, are you giving mercy away to members of the family of God? I hope you're not holding on to grudges or holding on to bitterness and, and things like that, friend. I'm just telling you, friend, it, it, Jesus said in the last days, all that's going to matter is you just give mercy away. Give mercy away. Give it, I know they made you mad. I know they messed you up. I know they did something to you, but you just keep giving mercy away. Do you have a burden? to give mercy away to God's family? Do you have a burden to give mercy to the suffering, the struggling, the broken, the bound, the hopeless? Do you have a burden to give mercy away to all people? Do you have mercy? Do you have a burden to give mercy away to all people no matter what their past is? Do you have a burden to give mercy away no matter what their baggage is? Do you have a heart to give mercy away no matter the the, the uh, color of their skin? Do you have... Do you have the heart to give mercy away, no matter if they even want to help themselves? Do you have a burden today to give mercy away? Are you doing everything in love? That's what Jesus is saying we need to do here. That's that's the sign. That's the sign. That's the sign that indicated who the sheep and the goats were. And Jesus is saying in Matthew 25 that, that if we. Or genuine followers. Listen, he, here's what he's saying. If we're really followers of Christ, then our life should be an example and we should reflect Jesus Christ wherever we go. And what kind of ministry did Jesus have? Jesus was reaching out to the outcast. Jesus was reaching out to the ones that were that were messed up, the ones that were poor, the ones that were broken. He was reaching out to the suffering, reaching out to the lost. Listen, Jesus was giving away mercy everywhere he went. And that's exactly what Jesus wants us as the church to do in these last days, that we would give mercy away to people everywhere we go. Don't don't you want to be like Jesus? Oh, Lord, help the pastor to be like Jesus. What does mercy, what does giving away mercy look like? Let me tell you what giving away mercy looks like. Giving away mercy looks like that father in the prodigal son story whose son had wasted away his inheritance and and ran away and rebelled against his father. But you know what mercy looks like? Mercy looks like a father running to a son and even though he's wasted away in wasteland and even though he's messed up and even though he's got the stench of whatever the world's put on him, he still runs up to him and hugs him and gives him a kiss and he brings restoration back to his son that's mercy friend even when he didn't deserve it we see a picture of mercy right there what does mercy look like mercy looks like the good Samaritan the one that was willing to put his own life in danger you realize that there was a, a a race war going on right there between the good Samaritan and this person that was uh, lying on the street about to die. But this, this good Samaritan stepped over the racial barrier and he showed mercy to this person and he went down there and this man had some wounds in his life. He had been left for dead and there's people that have wounds all around us today. But this man focused on bandaging those wounds and helping him to get somewhere where he could be restored. That's mercy, friend. I know they don't look like me. I know they don't talk like me. I know they probably deserve, they shouldn't have went that way, but you know what? I'm not gonna be distracted by all that. I'm a person of mercy and I'm gonna walk in mercy and I'm gonna help them get help they need. Mercy looks like those four men carrying the corner of that mat, tearing off the roof to get that man to Jesus. Mercy will get people to Jesus. Come on, friend. Mercy looks like Jesus hanging on the cross for all of us. We deserve that, right? You know that, right? We deserve that. But Jesus took our place. It was mercy and grace working together. Jesus is the greatest example of what it looks like to give mercy away. And I want you to notice here, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to wrap it up. <clears throat> In this parable here, <clears throat> the righteous, they, won't even, they weren't even aware of what they were doing. It was like, when, when did we do all this? When, when did we do this? Because I was just living my life, like every day. I was just going through work, going to work, and being with my family. When did I do this? They didn't even realize they were doing it. They had a ministry. Their life was a ministry of mercy because they just were in love with Jesus Christ, and Jesus had filled them. The Holy Spirit had filled them, and they were just mercy walkers. Listen, giving mercy way is not flipping on a switch today. And then flipping the switch back off later on. And then, well, I'll give mercy today and let me flip the switch on. And then, well, you know what? I see that person coming. Let me hurry up and switch it off. No, let me just leave the light on. Let me switch the switch of mercy on. And I leave it on because God has called me to be a mercy walker. And the truth is, the truth is, mercy walkers, the only thing they have on their mind and on their heart is to reflect Jesus Christ when they go through life. To all the people that are hurting and hopeless in this world, and there's a bunch of them, friend. Listen, it is Jesus said this in this parable. He says, When you're giving mercy and love to all people, what you're actually doing is you're loving me. I want you to think about that. Think about that. When, When you're offering mercy to somebody, when you're loving somebody, you know what you're doing, you're loving Jesus. Isn't that powerful? That's powerful. We don't, we don't really come, get that concept. We just think of that person. We think of what they've done. We just look at them for who they are. But you know what? Jesus said, when you do it to the least of one of these, you're doing it for me. When you visit that sick person, which sometimes that's difficult now or that shut in. When you're making that visit to somebody who's lonely, you're visiting Jesus. When, when, when you make that phone call to that person that needs encouragement, you're calling Jesus. When you, when you send that text, oh boy, you can get that text, get that text going. When you get that text out and you send that scripture and that word of encouragement to that brother or sister or whoever it is that's going through one of the lowest times of their life, you, you're texting Jesus. When, listen, when you, when you cook that meal, wait, hold on, when you buy that meal <laughs> when, when you buy that meal and you take it to that family who was is, who is hurting and who was struggling, you know what you just did? you, you bought a meal you bought a meal, you cooked the meal for Jesus. I'm serious. This is what Jesus says. He says, you're giving mercy away. You did. He said, you did it for me. Come on, that's powerful. Just stop and think about that a minute. Come on, Joe, let's just apply that to where we are right now. Think about it. Can you imagine right now that if everybody that's here today and all of you watching online, if all of us decided today, you know what, Jesus is coming back. He's called me to be a mercy walker, and I'm going to give mercy away to everyone in the church. I'm going to give mercy away to everyone in the community. Can you imagine the impact that that would have for the kingdom of God right here locally and globally all over the world? If we, every one of us, decided today that we were going to be mercy walkers, if we've ever lived in a day, friend, that people need mercy, it's today. People need mercy. People are suffering and people are struggling more than ever. And it's time. Jesus is saying, listen, it's time for, it's urgent. It's time for the church to rise up and let mercy flow through us. Let mercy flow through us. Let mercy flow through us. I I can't do, I can't do this on my own strength, man. You don't even know what I had to deal with, but I'm just gonna let the Lord flow through me because He's called me to be a mercy walker. I gotta give mercy. It's urgent that we give mercy. Jesus is saying it's urgent that we give mercy to the hopeless. Give it away. Give mercy away. Don't, don't, don't give your political view away. Don't don't give your frustrations away. Don't give your fear away. Don't give give a piece of your mind away. No, Jesus said, I want you to give mercy away. Give mercy away. Give mercy. Give mercy. I declare it over this church and everyone watching, and even myself, we will be those that give mercy away. Give mercy away. Be a mercy walker. Lord, help me, Jesus. It's 10 o'clock. My wife's doing kids' church today. I'm going to hear it tonight. (laughs) Lord have mercy. I'm going to blame it on the praise team. (laughs) Thank you, G. That was from the Lord. I think about all the mercy walkers in this church that have inspired me. Man, there's some people. I I wish at some point one day, man, if people could just stand up here and tell how they've had to give mercy away because it would just blow you away. I've just been inspired by so many people in this church. But I think about... The, the mercy walkers that are in this church and the ones that we're connected with, I thought about Samaritan's Purse, man. They, they give mercy away. We're getting ready to hear before long to kick off the uh, Christmas child shoe boxes for uh, Samaritan's Purse. I thought about mercy walkers like like Joe Wooder with Heart and Soul Ministries. I thought about Cry Freedom Ministries with Beverly Weeks. I thought about right here locally, all the king's children that are here in Mount Olive that are just blessing kids, man. They're, they're just giving mercy away, giving mercy away. I thought about the ministry of FIC, faith, integrity, and character. They're giving mercy away. The Outlaw Foundation, those that are dealing with cancer right now, they're just giving mercy away. I thought about Falcon Children's Home, giving mercy away. Our missionaries that we support, man, can you imagine just leaving everything behind and going to a whole nother nation and just giving mercy away, giving mercy away? I thought about all of the local ministries here in this one church, man, our food pantry recovery ministry i could go on and on every ministry here on wednesday night all through the week just giving mercy away i thought about the the wheelchair ramp ministry where's jerry mullis jerry and albert those men that are building wheelchair ramps for those in the community man just giving mercy away i declare right now that this church will always be a church that will give mercy away give mercy away hallelujah we give god glory May we always be focused on giving mercy away, giving mercy away, all of us, no matter what we're doing. Listen, you know what Jesus is saying here in this parable? He's saying all that really matters in the end. Listen, I know you need your systems. I know you need your programs. I know you got to come up with a strategy sometimes. But listen, none of that really matters in the end. All that matters in the very end, when I come back, "Did did you give mercy away? 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 That's all that's going to matter. All that other stuff is up in the air. All that's going to matter is did you give mercy away? God help us to give mercy away. I want you to notice that the goats here, they were condemned for what they had not done. There was no sign of mercy in their life. There was no sign. There was nothing to prove that they were sheep. It only proved that they were goats because there was no sign of mercy in their life. And that really describes our culture today. There's no mercy in our culture today. Man, I, I'm just telling I've seen some stuff that's broke my heart. Just I don't know if you saw the, the picture of the, the, the two elderly ladies that were trying to stop the riders and they put themselves there. I mean, one of them's with a walker and they're trying to block the riders from getting to a place to create more damage and, and they take uh, cans of paint and they throw it in the face of that elderly lady. Friend, I'm just telling you, we're living in a day where there's No mercy. No mercy. The Bible says in the last days that there'll be an increase of wickedness and the love of man will grow cold. And we see that happening right before our very eyes. Love has grown cold. We fail fail to give mercy away. We live in a culture because we fail to give mercy away because we're focused on self. We're focused on self. We're focused on self. How much can I get? How much can I gain? What about my feelings? What about my rights? What about me, me, me? Guess what, friend? The goats are always focused on themselves and not other people. And they never give mercy away. And Jesus is going to come back one day. I declare this right now. Jesus is going to come back one day, and he's going to find some of you loving yourself and loving your lifestyle more than you love him and you love other people. And the Lord is warning us in this passage here that we have to give mercy away because there's severe consequences. Listen, there's severe consequences if we fail to give mercy away. And we see it here. It's the, I call it the sentence. In Matthew 25, 46, Jesus said this. He says, you go away to eternal punishment that was prepared for the devil and his demons and the righteous will go to eternal life. There's going to be, listen, there's going to be a sentence. The sheep are going to hear come and the goats are going to hear depart. The sheep are going to hear blessed and the goats are going to hear cursed. The sheep are going to go to heaven and the goats are going to go to hell. And Jesus is saying here that we need to wake up. We need to listen, the goats are departed. They're told to depart and go to eternal punishment because they did nothing. They did nothing. They did no- Instead of living their life for Jesus Christ, they lived their lives for themselves. And Jesus is saying, you need to wake up. I'm wrapping it up right here. If you want to come, and who, uh, Micah, please help me. One day, in the end, All people, I'm summarizing this parable. One day in the very end, all people are going to stand before the Lord. These goats were in shock. What do you mean? What do you mean we didn't? We did nothing. They're going to be in shock. And there's going to be some people, and God forbid it be anyone here or anyone watching online, there's going to be some people on that day that's going to be in shock. They're going to be in shock because they had no oil for their lamp. They're going to be in shock because they wasted God opportunities in their life. And they're going to be in shock because they did nothing. They never gave mercy away. They're going to be in shock. Some of you are going to be in shock because you did nothing. You did nothing. You did nothing. You did nothing. You never gave mercy away. You did nothing. You're going to stand in shock because of what you didn't do. You didn't trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You didn't surrender your life and plans and wills to Christ. You you, you, didn't, you didn't give yourself completely over to God. You didn't live in a, a way to holy and pleasing to God. You didn't love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul. I'm just telling you, friend, there's going to be some things that and people that are going to be separated because of what they didn't do. And I pray that when Jesus comes back, He finds you, this church, all of us. And that will not be A charge against us, but there'll be a. We'll hear those words blessed. We'll hear those words come because we gave mercy away. Would you bow your heads, please? No one looking around, please. Please be reverent right now because this is a tender moment and I believe the Lord is truly speaking to hearts in this place today and online today. Friend, listen. If this message has spoke to you about whether you're a sheep or whether you're a goat, whether you're saved or unsaved, and you're not sure, you're not sure, and you know, listen, I just want to tell you with all my heart and with all the love that God can give me right now that I'm not making up this story. This is not make-believe. This is not fairy tale land. This is going to happen one day, and you need to make sure that you have peace with God in your soul through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you have that relationship with Jesus? Are you not sure? Do you want to be sure today, friend? If, if you're here and nobody's looking around and you just want to look Pastor, I need you to pray for me that I can give, that I can surrender my life to Christ. Would you just lift your hand right now and say, that's me. I want to truly, if God bless you, sir, God bless you, you can put your hand down. Please obey the Lord. Is there any others? Just lift your hand and say, that's me, pastor. I just need you to pray for me. I want to, I want to be surrendered to Christ. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, sir. Whoever you are right there, maybe you didn't lift your hand. You can just say, Jesus, I admit to you that I'm a sinner. I confess my sins to you. I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. And I know, Jesus, that you're the only one that can save me. You're the only one that can rescue me. And today, God, I believe, I believe that you died for me. You died on that cross for me. I believe that you were raised from the dead. And I, and I confess to you. I commit my life to you. Please, Jesus, save me today. I don't want to be a goat. I want to be a sheep. And by faith, right now, I'm trusting in the work of the cross and the work of your resurrection to give me new life so I can be born again spiritually and I can know that I know that heaven is in my future. Right there where you are, friend, just pray to him and talk to him. Just say, I give you my life, Jesus. Maybe you're online and you prayed that prayer. You can just say, I gave my life to Jesus today. I give my life to you. I give my life. I give my life to you. And Lord, I pray for everyone that's gathered here today. Lord, I declare, I commission every Christian here today that we would all be mercy walkers. Friend, be a mercy walker. Be a mercy walker. I don't want to listen. Do whatever you can to give mercy away. Jesus says to throw all the other stuff out the window. And in these last days, it's urgent that you give mercy away. Give mercy away. Give mercy away. Give mercy away. Give mercy away to a friend. Give mercy away to a family member. Give mercy away to a stranger. Give mercy away to someone that's struggling. Give mercy away to someone who's suffering. Give mercy away. Give mercy away.